Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, August 24th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Broadway World's Julie Musbeck. Wait, you are? Welcome back. <laughs> I was about to say, did I read the script wrong? No. Am I d- not me? <laughs> no, you are you. It's just, it's just, as the kids say, been a minute. <laughs> you spent a large portion of your summer over in Scotland. Internet connection was not super great over there, and there's a bit of a time difference, so we've we've missed you. <laughs> I missed you guys, too. Yeah, you, you didn't really miss me. I, you were mad at me for most of the summer for one thing or another, I think. But that's fine. Okay, that's you were mad at me first, so that's why. I don't believe that's actually accurate. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, we are very happy to have you back. As we said on yesterday's show, James is at the Broadway production of Pretty Woman, and he texted me at intermission, and he said, quote, This is very entertaining. The cast is fantastic. He said something else that I'm not going to repeat, though, because uh, I'll let, let him give his negative criticisms on uh, this week on Broadway. I'll just give his positive ones. <laughs> um, but James will be back on Sunday to tell you all about that. So, yeah. So, Julie, we're, we're glad to have you back here and you'll be jumping back in whenever the uh, opportunity arises. So so welcome back to Broadway Radio. Thank you. OK, so to start, we have some breaking news that just came in. Ain't Too Proud will officially come to Broadway this spring. Yeah, I, we actually had to delay recording a few minutes so I could get this in the script. But uh, late last evening, about 830-ish, we found out that the Temptations musical Ain't Too Proud has found its Broadway home in the Imperial Theater where Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel is currently wrapping up its run. The exact dates were not announced for Ain't Too Proud's Broadway engagement, but it is slated to open in the spring of 2019. The show has had multiple tryout runs at Berkeley Rep and then at the Kennedy Center, and it is currently playing Los Angeles's Amundsen Theater before heading to Toronto's Princess of Wales Theater from October through November. With a book by Dominique Moriso, the show is directed by two-time Tony winner Des McEnough and choreographed by Sergio Trujillo. Now, no Broadway casting has yet been confirmed. That will come as it approaches uh, the spring season. But the run, or the cast for all of the different runs out of town has been pretty much the same, with The Temptations played by Derek Baskin, James Harkness, Juwan M. Jackson, Jeremy Pope, and Ephraim Sykes. Now, Julie, I don't know a ton about your musical tastes, but you've got, I, th- I feel like you've got some soul. You like you like to kick it old school <laughs> a little bit. Are you a, are you a Temptations aficionado? You know, I'm not a big fan of that kind of music. Not really. Okay. Do you what what music <laughs> do you like? Is it just like the Cranberries and Melissa Etheridge? Is that it? Oh no, no Melissa Etheridge. No I mean, Melissa she's Etheridge? cool, but no, I don't listen to that. I like you know garbage and the new pornographers stuff like right. that. Those are names of actual bands, I'm sure. They are. They are real bands. Those are my two favorite bands. I'm aware of garbage, uh, but it's just funny to say I'm a fan of garbage is always fun. Yeah, I love garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing. Never mind. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I, you know, I can't call myself a huge Temptations fan, but I don't think it's actually physically impossible to hear a Temptations song and not to at least bob your head a little. It's so much fun. And with with a creative team like this, I mean, Dez and Sergio have done a lot of jukeboxy type musicals, but to have someone of the caliber of playwright like Dominique Mauriso writing the book, you have to be really excited about what this could be. So it's got much better out of town reviews than something like summer did or the share show did. So I'm really optimistic that by the time this gets to Broadway, 
in the spring after four different out-of-town tryouts. They will have it fine-tuned, and I think this could really be one of the next long-running Broadway jukebox bio musicals to go along with things like Jersey Boys and Beautiful and, well, just Jersey Boys and Beautiful for that matter. I agree, and I really hope so. I hope they do well. It's a great story, and it's, you know, great people, like you said. I do wonder if the Imperial is a bit too big yeah I don't, that just seems like an odd choice for some a show like this yeah i mean obviously neither of us have seen it but just you know it it's a jukebox musical about the temptations it's not i mean they're you know their choreography they're small it's not a, some big over-the-top show like you think of with you know the recent tenants uh like great comet which was this big immersive over-the-top thing with a ton of people and in-your-face choreography and then even though i didn't really care for carousel it had a huge cast. I mean, it had a really big cast. I mean, the Imperial seats 1,443 people. Like, it's a big house. So I, I think... Well, yeah, Les Mis, for that, like, that's one of that's the right. biggest musicals I would picture when I think, you know, big musicals. Yeah, that's know. a good point. It'll be interesting to see how this plays. I mean, it obviously played the Kennedy Center, and I'm not exactly sure which... Uh, which theater at the Kennedy, Kennedy Center it played, but, I mean, it's playing these out-of-town places... So you have to imagine that it's playing bigger houses. I mean, it's not playing 500-seat theaters. So it's probably been tested in some larger venues. But that's a really good observation. I hadn't thought of that. You know, I've been to the theater at Berkeley Rep and the Amundsen I've spent a lot of time in for some reason. And they're both very small. They're very intimate. So. Oh, okay. Well, the oh, Amundsen, I guess, is a little bigger. But it's nothing like the Imperial. Very interesting. All right. What else do we have, Jules? Okay, so something I'm sure you were loath to bump down to number two. Oh, I'm very excited. Laura Benanti will be playing the, her dream role of Eliza Doolittle on Broadway. Oh, Julie, I don't think this will come as any surprise to you or any of our listeners that this story made me incredibly happy, and I may or may not have teared up a little bit when I was tweeting about it yesterday. Um, Laura Benanti has made no secret over the years that Eliza Doolittle and My Fair Lady is her dream role, and many of her fans, including me, were quite disappointed when she was not cast in the Lincoln Center Tony-nominated revival that began performances earlier this year. I talked about it many times on this show, probably even with you on this show, Julie, that my first choice was her for this part, um, one, because I think she's amazing, but two, because she wants it so badly. That didn't end up happening, um, so we won't talk about that. Um, But, however, a day after it was announced, that Tony nominee Lauren Ambrose would be starring in M. Night Shyamalan's new Apple TV show. We learned that Benanti would finally get her wish as she will take over the role beginning on October 23rd. Ambrose will play her final performance on the 21st. Like Ambrose began doing in recent months, Benanti will only be playing seven performances every week, and Kirsten Anderson, most recently of the Sound of Music tour, uh, will remain as the alternate for the role. Check telecharge.com for the official dates for which Anderson will be performing. Benanti previously worked with the show's director Bartlett Shear on Women in the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown on Broadway. The gypsy Tony-winning actress said in a statement, quote, Eliza Doolittle has been my dream role for as long as I can remember, so I couldn't be more excited to bring the, to join this brilliant company. Working with Bart and getting to be part of this show is a dream come true. Now, Julie, between the role's humor and strength and, and growth and evolution and, and the vocal chops that are required to do this role properly, 
I think that this is a part that Benanti was born to play. And as we talked about a lot when Ambrose was originally cast, and Lauren Ambrose is a couple years older than Benanti is, either way, both are still quite a bit older than the role is normally played. It's normally played by a young woman. Uh, Colonel Pickering actually references that he thinks she's 21, uh, but that, you know, that is probably just an old man who doesn't know. You can play with that, but it's normally played by a younger woman. So I'm so, so giddily excited that Benanti gets a chance to play this part. As you know, I don't often see shows multiple times, especially in New York, because I I, I, want to squeeze in as many new things as possible but when i come up to new york this fall i will be seeing wicked for the fourth time first time on broadway though uh because of jessica vosk now in the show and as of yesterday i will definitely be seeing my fair lady again simply because i have no doubt that laura will be revelatory in the role i know you have no doubt about that (laughs) (laughs) do you have doubt about that oh no no i don't okay i mean i think I don't know if she was born to play it, but I think she's been training to play it her entire life, which is just as good. So, and I'm happy for her. I'm really happy for her. She wanted this so much and she got it. And that's just lovely to see. I love when other people get their dreams. It's not lovely to see, Julie. It is. No, it's, it's loverly to see. (laughs) Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Not even a courtesy laugh. No, no, not today. Not for that. (laughs) okay all right so what do we have in show me the show and casting news oh come on you've got to read that i don't know what that means you don't (laughs) show me the show and casting news nothing Nothing? what's it no show me the money nothing okay fine (laughs) kids these days you just want to be alone do you want to be alone with your own jokes no what's what's (laughs) the matter with kids these days um okay so if you didn't know, that was a reference. I did get the kids one. Yeah, that was it. You got the Bye Bye Birdie reference, but not the Jerry Maguire yeah. reference. But yes, okay. On the heels of show his West the End. Show me the money. Yes, Jerry Maguire. Oh, you, yeah, we need to on work the heel, on the heels <laughs> of his West End. I'm used to working with James, who gets the dad jokes. Um, on the uh, heels yeah. of his West End debut, Cuba Gooding Jr. will return to the role of Billy Flynn in the Broadway production of Chicago for six weeks from October 6th through November 18th. Cuba is known for his screen roles in Boys in the Hood, A Few Good Men, his Oscar winning role in Jerry Maguire. On the oh. small screen, the people. There you go, the people versus O.J. Simpson, and of course the cinema classic Snow Dogs. Uh, he originally played the role of the smooth-talking lawyer in London's revival of the show earlier this year, and he will now be coming to Broadway in in Chicago. So now you're understanding why I uh, the show me the show and casting news. Yeah, the Jerry Maguire thing wasn't just out of nowhere. That's good to know. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Okay, so what are today's recommendations? Well, it's just one. And I know when the spring shows opened up, Julie, you, like me, had a very soft spot in your heart for Frozen. We Neither one of us thought it was a perfect uh, screen-to-stage adaptation, uh, but we liked a lot about it. And yesterday on Good Morning America, they had their third performance Uh, That was videotaped at the St. James Theater, air on the ABC Morning Show. These were taped months ago, especially because uh, Patty Murin is on vacation in Chicago with her husband, Colin. Uh, But her, along with John Riddle, performed the song Love is an Open Door on uh, on the morning show. And it's so much fun. It's a little... It's more awkward when you listen to this song on the cast album. Oh, it's so awkward. 
it's it's soups awkward. Like I can't imagine that Michael Grandage and everybody involved with that show didn't understand that would happen because there's a I guess I don't know if it's really even a dance break. It's kind of a dance break. It's choreo, but it's also like it's not just dancing. But anyway, it's very physical. There's a lot of moving around and physicality on the cast album. You hear their panting and grunting, and it doesn't sound like something that you would see in a family musical if you're picking up what I'm putting down. It's just so weird. I it's always weird. That's when I skip to the next song, because <laughs> there's just a little bit of outro after that, so you can get yeah. away with it. Yeah, it's a little weird, but but seeing it in context, like if you haven't heard, or if you've only heard the cast album and haven't seen the show, when you see it, it makes perfect sense, because when I saw the show, this was before the cast album was out, it didn't occur to me at all that there was anything weird about it. It was just, it was a perfectly normal number. It was only when you hear it sans visuals that it becomes a little awkward. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, watch that video. It's great. Anyway, that's the end of our news, Jules. But while you were over in the UK, you did get a chance to venture down from Scotland down to London uh, and you saw a few shows. So I just wanted to get kind of your thoughts about the shows you saw while you were in London, because I know we've got some uh, some listeners that travel back and forth. We've also got a lot of London based or UK based listeners as well. So what did you think of some of the shows you saw over there during the summer? All right. I saw one show. When I was over there. Oh, I thought you saw more. It's a lot of work to get from Scotland to London, Edinburgh, London. It's All right, never mind. I apologize. So what was your work. one show? I saw The Rink starring Caroline O'Connor and oh, it was right. amazing. It was so fantastic. I thought it was just going to be a silly musical about roller skating, but oh yeah, my no, god. Not at all. It, it's candor it's so now. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Caroline O'Connor most recently, actually I think she made her Broadway debut. Uh, and Anastasia a couple seasons ago. I believe she's Australian uh, normally, but she was she playing the playing the Cheetah Rivera role uh, and Rink. And if you're not familiar with this show, it originally on Broadway starred Cheetah Rivera, Liza Minnelli as mother and daughter, even though they're not that far apart in actual age. The daughter moves back after being, and correct me if I'm wrong here, after kind of being unconnected to her mother uh, for years, comes back to help... Um, run their family business a roller skating rink right well the mother is trying to sell the roller skating rink and the daughter comes back and throws a wrench in that plan but it's it was wonderful and i absolutely loved it we were there for the last performance because that was like the week after i got to the uk and i will say there were a lot of producers there and i talked to one or two of them and I mean, things are are looking good for the rink continuing on a path towards something. (laughs) I've heard that. I've heard that show talked about quite a bit about a potential transfer. I would imagine most likely, I mean, maybe not, but I mean, I would think that would be a show that would probably only do well in a not-profit, a not-for-profit venue. Um, I think that's a tough sell. It didn't do very well originally on Broadway with Cheetah and Liza, so I can't imagine it doing well. Um, in a commercial setting without people of those those statures, but I think it would do super well and be a show that would do really well in terms of awards consideration, considering there's only one other musical uh, revival announced for this season so far. So it would be a very good time for them to to transfer this season and, and, and kind of sneak in and get extra attention because there's so few musical revivals. I would agree. And it's 
I think it's something that Broadway needs right now. It's a good classic, strong musical with all sorts of layers and it's just a really enjoyable classic musical without being something like Carousel or My Fair Lady. It's completely set it's apart a new from classic. that. Yeah, right, yeah, it's, yeah. It's from the seventies or eighties. I can't remember exactly, but I mean, it's a, it's like that new classic, um, something that's it's underappreciated. I mean, it's Candor and Ebb, so you know it's a great writing team, but it's kind of like one of those shows that is appreciated in retrospect much more than it was when it was actually originally running. Yeah, I think it absolutely has a place right now, and I think it could do very, very well. I certainly would see it probably more than once, especially if Caroline oh, wow. O'Connor came with it. And I will say that we were, my friend and I had just walked out during intermission, and I was raving about Caroline O'Connor and how much I love her, and I called her electric. And a man turned around and said, she is, she's amazing, or something, and it was her husband, which I found out later. Yeah, I remember that story. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad that you made it back back safe and sound. I, I know you are loath to not still be in Scotland, but we're glad to have you back on this side of the pond. Um, and we're happy to have you back here on Broadway Radio. And uh, I'll be seeing you at some point in uh, in the fall, probably in November. And uh, we'll, we'll have to go to a few shows or something and, you know, get into a little bit of trouble. Of course. And argue and probably hate each other for a while afterwards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWP Matt. Julie, where can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Julie Musbeck. It used to be something different on Instagram, didn't it? You got it changed? It did. I changed it because it was too hard to explain on here. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I figured they should match. They really should match. Yeah, it's it's good branding. Um, our coworker Alan Hendry would uh, probably definitely scold people if they don't if they don't match on different platforms. But oh, and we and- know how much I love being scolded by Alan. <laughs> I'm so leaving that in the episode. All right. Um, we should have an interview from Jan Simpson in t- in the feed tomorrow. And then James and I believe Peter and Michael will be back on Sunday. And then James and I will be back on Monday to get your week started. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Uh-oh.